Moving from retail to e-commerce helped this brand grow from $15,000 per month to over $3 million per year in the very first year. Learn how video and digital marketing helped grow this business so quickly. Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their consumer product businesses. Today, I'm excited to speak with Joe Lorario, who's the founder of myflipfork.com, a really cool product for, that helps grillers out there. Great product, but also a great story behind it. So I encourage you to, to pay attention to this interview. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Likewise. So tell us about the product. So that for those listeners that aren't familiar with my flip fork, uh, if you can describe for them what it is, what it does. Well, it's, it's a, it's a five in one grilling tool made to make everyone's life easier when they're out, when they're out grilling. It's really simple. Um, it's got a, um, I have one in my hand actually. I don't know if you can see it there. So some, is there, some of our audience will be listening. Some will be seeing it. So if you could describe it, that'd be great. Okay. So, you know, it's got a spatula, typical spatula. But what I did was I combined the fork and the spatula together. So you have your fork and your spatula bottle opener. This edge here is sharp. It's a knife, actually. So when you're out there, you want to taste a piece of meat, you can cut it. You know, it's, it's a very, it's a versatile tool. Um, so... Uh, and you want to know a little bit about how I came up with this? Product, yeah, exactly. Or? That was gonna be my next question. So, how'd you yeah. first come up with the idea? I have a, I have a grill. I have a, uh, a. I own a restaurant. Uh, it's called Spears Bourbon Burgers and Beer, and I just love. I love to grill. And one day I was out grilling in my backyard with my father-in-law, and I kept on calling my wife, saying, "Hey, bring me this. Hey, bring me a fork. And bring me that." And so she came out and you know, handed me a. a a spatula and then a fork she actually she brought me like this little fork that you eat pasta with and i'm like what am i going to do with this thing i threw in the you know across the lawn and you know of course we're italians who are a little bit of a little bit you know passionate about what we do and i just yelled out something to her i said where the hell are all my tools and she said why don't you just take them and tie them all together so you don't lose them and then kind of gave me an idea the next day i was in home depot i own a construction company as well I was in the Home Depot and I was looking for some materials for one of my crews. I said, you know what? I need some new grilling tools. I went into the grilling area and they had just, they have a whole aisle of grilling tools. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? Why can't they just make it one? So I took a fork and I took a spatula. I go, why can't I put this together? Sure enough, I went home. Started thinking of some ideas. I brought it over to my welder. I said, hey, take this, cut the fork off, you know, um, weld it to the spatula. And I had my first prototype. Um, so when I did that, the prototype, I'm like, okay, what do I do now? So I went to go visit a patent attorney. And, you know, the, I wasn't going to do it. I'll be honest with you. The patent attorney, I gave, gave him a, a deposit and we have, I guess you have like a year, you can get, you can apply, but then you have a year to actually move forward. I forgot the process. It was, it was a while ago, well, a few years ago. And he called me the day before it was going to expire. And he said, Joe, I actually paid the government already. You can't, you know, blow this thing off. And I'm like, wow, this guy's pretty serious. You know, I mean, 
I go, well, do I owe you anything? He goes, you know, you don't owe me any part of it. He goes, just what I paid into it. He goes, you have to do it. And long and behold, I, I moved forward with it. I got a patent and, um, God, it's been a crazy, crazy ride. You know, uh, I was looking all over the place of, you know, where I'm going to get this thing made and, you know, how, how I'm going to get it here. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to do all this while I'm running my restaurant. And I'm, more importantly, I'm running a construction company that takes a lot out of me, you know. So that uh, was, God, when I think back to the journey, you know, it was the ups and downs of it, you know. How did you manage to do that? I get that question a lot because a lot of inventors and product marketers start off obviously with a day job, something totally different. And they come mm-hmm. up with an idea and bring it to market and go through the slog of making that. But I get that question, like, well, how do you make that transition to really focus on this enough to make it a success while you're running a really successful construction business and a, and a restaurant as well? well any advice for that, for that you've learned from this experience? You got to work your ass off. I mean, uh, excuse my French, but really, you just, you just, you have to be passionate about it. You have to be focused and uh, you just, you just got to work hard, you know, from morning to night. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I get home after my construction business. Obviously, during my day while I'm running my cruise, I'm, I'm working, I'm focusing on the flip fork, but I get home at night and I go sit in, a, in my office and I just, pound away and figure out how I was going to get this thing done, you know, and network and meet people and um, God, you know, but you have to put forth the effort. That's what it comes down to. It's all about effort and, and taking action. You know, you hear about, you know, Tony Robbins, take action, take action, take action. That's the only statement I remember from listening to Tony. Yeah. It's take action. Anything that you're doing, like take action, Right. Because you can sit yep. there. How many people come up with an idea and never do anything about it? You know how many ideas I've come up with? When I was a kid, I was about 18, 19 years old. I wanted to buy, my father thought I was nuts. I came to him with all kinds of ideas. I wanted to buy a van and I wanted to put videos, videotapes. I don't know if some people can remember back that, that far back. I wanted to put videotapes inside the van and have people call and order a video and deliver the videos to them. So you pick anything, any video you want. And instead of driving to whether it was block, I don't know, Blockbuster, I'd imagine Blockbuster was around back then. I would deliver the video. I was the first Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's just, but I never took action. I I thought of so many other things. I just never took, and then finally on this one here, and I always said to myself, it was funny because I always told my wife, I said, I'm going to invent something for in the kitchen. There's something about the kitchen that I love, and I just have to make it more, more efficient. I'm, I'm lazy by nature. I really am. As hard as I work, I'm lazy. And because I'm lazy, I try to be as efficient as possible in everything that I do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a great, it's great advice. I think the take action piece too. So for any listeners out there, you know, lots of my friends come to me all the time, just I've got this great idea, right? You know, they suddenly see some big success, like any product, like, oh, I thought of that years ago. I could have been mine. Well, well, yeah, but you just got to take action at the end of the day. So when you have those ideas, if it's, you know, obviously a good idea and you have the passion behind it, because it does still take work, right? You've got to start down that path. It takes time and effort. 
but you've got to do something to move it forward. And, and that's really, but you can't find a success without pushing something forward. Nobody, you know, I've done, I don't know, almost a hundred of these interviews on this podcast, talked to thousands of inventors over the years. And we've launched over 500 products now into market for clients you know, of all different categories. And at the end of the day, none of them are successful on day one. There's always something to figure out, right? You've got to, you got to learn. It's not just like, okay, I've got a great product. Let's just have people come to me and buy it. You got to make it happen in some shape or form for sure. Right. You have to make people come and want to buy it. No one's right. just going to yeah. want to come and buy it. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. It's just like a construction company. No one's going to want, and just because I have a sign out that says driveways, it doesn't mean that somebody's going to come to you and say, oh, I need a driver. You have to let them know that you're there yep. and you can provide them with that, that service yeah, or that product. Very true. So we, we had, you talked a little bit before this interview. I know some of your stories, you started in retail first and then made a shift with more of a focus on e-commerce e uh, just in 2020. So fairly recently, and that's part of what really helped propel your business in a very mm -hmm. big way you know, into this hyper growth phase. Can you talk about how fast did your business grow once you made that transition? I started, so we started um, in August of 2018. We went on Amazon, but we didn't go hard on Amazon. I was just learning the business. Um, but I met a gentleman that had relationships with some retail stores, nationwide retail stores, and he loved the product. And he said, I can get you into... I don't know if I can mention names, but, you know, just some various sure. nationwide retail stores. Yeah, great. And, um, you know, it worked out. I mean, it, it, I, I got orders at the beginning, but we didn't get reorders. And so I went out. I actually jumped in, uh, jumped on a plane, flew down to Texas because one of the retailers was big in Texas. And I actually went and visited stores in Dallas and I drove from Dallas all in one day. I'll never forget this. I drove from Dallas to Waco to Austin to San Antonio to, uh, to Houston. And I just went into probably 20 of their locations just to see what was going on, talking to the clerks, just to get an understanding of what's happening. Right. And it brought me to a realization that, you know what? I have this box sitting on your shelf, but you don't know what the heck it is, right? You don't know what it does. The only way people, they don't, they're not, you know, people aren't uh, familiar with the brand. They don't know what a what flip fork is. They know Weber, they know the green egg, you know, but they don't know what flip fork is. So we re I recognized in the end of, by the end of 2019, I recognized that, the only way people understand what this product is, is if they see a video of it or a picture of it, more importantly, the video. And that's when I, we recognized that, you know what, retail wasn't going to work yet. We have to build a brand and the way we're going to build a brand is we have to get into, we have to get really strong on our e-commerce marketing. And in, oh God, in 2020, my goodness, John, I was thinking of ways, oh God. you know, I had loans out. I had a ton of inventory. I was paying for storage. I wasn't selling anything. And I just, but I just kept on digging, right? I talked to so many people that said they can do this for me. They can do that for us. They can just, 
you know, you know how it is. You just got to weed people out and you just, and, and, you know, the most important thing as as hard as it is to say, you can't get discouraged. You do get discouraged, but you got to wake up the next day and say, okay, today's another day. And you just got to keep on, just keep on grinding. And, and you're going to, you know what you're, they say, you're going to get a break one day when you create your breaks. Yep. Right. You got to go out there and create your break. If you think that you're just going to be sitting around and the break is going to come to you, it does not happen. You have to create your breaks. And how do you do it? You just keep working. Just keep looking. Just keep working. Keep talking to people. And in May of 2020, uh, well, I had talked to this an agency. Um, we, we started doing some internet sales ourselves, but we talked that we finally got the right agency involved with us and they took us from doing, I think from January to April of 2020, we sold about $60,000 worth of product and we finished off 2020 with $3 million in sales. So, um, at this point now, we're just 100% focused on, on on e-commerce sales yep and uh you know we'll build it up that way and you know we'll, we'll just continue to, to, to develop it and then people get hopefully our our, path, our thought process is you'll get brand recognition and then we can revisit retail if we even have to do that yep. right yeah that's like i mean it's a proven approach and strategy that predates the internet exactly the path you're following can be very, very effective. So back in the day, you know, the early 80s, 90s, and, and forward from there, TV infomercials were kind of the way to do this, right? We've been doing those for a long time. And that that works for sure, right? But they're they're expensive, right? You got to buy national TV media to do this. You got to buy, you know, create high level or very premium ads in, in video format. There's a cost to it, et cetera. E-commerce has come in and, and done something very similar using video. Sometimes, you know, they're still very premium. Sometimes they're very easy and organic type videos, et cetera. But what it does, the similarity, I think, between TV infomercials and what you're doing with e-commerce or digital videos is education, right? So, so often you've got these great ideas. I mean, it's, it's an amazing product, but no one knows about it. They see a box. They're not looking for that, right? They don't, they don't know what it is. Maybe they, if they're lucky enough, they, they pick it up and read it and they're sold, right? But otherwise, they're walking by. So you got to create that awareness. And that's where you know, your approach ultimately is, is genius because you're you're making money while you're building awareness. And now eventually the retailers come knocking down your door and it's, it's yeah, sure. Great, great. Take on that extra revenue and you're going to mm-hmm. sell a lot more because you've got an automatic awareness building machine behind it that you've already started down that path. I'm just trying to think of, you know, it makes me think that we have, we have it pretty easy now, right? Because we do have the internet. What yeah. if we, what did people do that invented something? 80 years ago, 70 years ago, 50 years yeah. ago, door to door salespeople, right? Knocking on doors. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let me show you this vacuum cleaner. Let me show you this flip fork. Let me show you how it works. Because if people aren't familiar with a the product, they have to be educated, just like you said. They exactly. Care of it. Yeah. So we're, we're pretty fortunate, but you just got to know how to work e commerce. For sure. So um, are there particular marketing channels or strategies that have been particularly effective for your business that have really helped you to, to spawn this growth? Well, you know, obviously Facebook and Instagram, yep. right? The shop nows, the, 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 the learn more. Um, 
we've we spent a ton of money and we invested a lot of money into into those types of ads and more importantly now what we're doing is because we're building we've had so many sales we've uh we've gotten we've developed a great email list so now we're starting to capitalize on the on that email list as well so, um i've noticed that a lot of companies will you know if you're looking to eventually sell your company one of the things that these companies look for a, a potential buyer is what's your email list look like i've heard of companies where they don't make any money selling um, with this particular agency they don't make any money selling their product with this particular agency but what they do is they're, they're they just use them basically to develop an email list and they're making their money from their email um, marketing program because it doesn't really it doesn't cost them anything you know yeah. I'm glad you shared that. I think that's great advice. You think about, so if you're selling in retail or Amazon, you don't know any of your customers, right? So Amazon, you can kind of sort of get to if you look up each individual order, but basically they own that customer data. You don't, right? And retailers, of course, you're completely separated from it. But even Facebook and Instagram, yes, you know, you can connect to them through pixels and retargeting, but at the end of the day, mm -hmm. if they shut you down, you lose everything, right? In terms of connection to your customer. So it's mm -hmm. it's some kind of connection to great advice, I think, to give uh, product marketers to make sure that they're not just using one marketing channel, especially if they don't have ownership of who their customers are. And, and the email list is a great way to do that. And it, as you're saying, it, it gives you the chance to really grow the total lifetime value or revenue per customer uh, simply by being able to reach back out to them. So yeah, you're doing Absolutely. obviously all the right things. That's that's great advice. Absolutely, and more importantly, when you develop that email list, um, as you develop that email list more, and, and you develop other products. So we have a five-in-one flip fork. In, in fourth quarter, we're coming out with a six-in-one flip fork. So we'll be able to retarget our current customers with a six-in-one flip for so we're excited about that you know and it, like like you said you know you you need to own that customer you need to own that and, and, yeah. and owning that email list is is the key to that yeah, yeah for sure perfect perfect so i like to ask this question of my of my guests are there any resources that you found to be really helpful for your business as you've built this you know a, a book a podcast or a seminar or any kind of course maybe that's been really helpful as, as you've developed the, your, your own business you know, I don't think it's really been a course or a podcast or anything like that. I think it's been more of just talking to people. Yeah. Just networking. I think that that's been the most important thing. Hey, you know, um, it, it, you, you talk to this, to this person and this person knows that person and you're just asking the right questions. And um, I think that that's been the, 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 the key to our, our growth is just talking to the right people and networking. Yeah. You know. Great advice. Yeah, you, you feel so alone sometimes. You're sitting atop the company, and you know, in your business, when you're at the top, you you know, in many ways are alone. But there are many other thousands of people out there in a similar situation. Even though their business might be completely different, being being able to talk to them and talk about the challenges that they're going through is you know, it can be definitely invaluable. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, you know, so, I see my my son is my son is actually he runs 
for the most part, he runs the day-to-day of the business, him, my son, and my daughter. I, I'm fortunate because I have two great kids, and they're really, they're, 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 they're really invested in the flip fork. And, you know, he's in this office. He's in here by himself because my daughter runs my construction companies, you know, the office of my construction company, and then she comes here afterwards. But he's in here, and he's alone, you know, and I tell him, I said, listen, just get on the phone and just talk to people and just keep on talking to people and meet more people. Go on Facebook, get into these different uh, investors or in, in, um, inventors groups and yep. and just meet people and just, you know, brainstorm with people and pick their brains and just, you know, you give them some information. They get some information from yourself, but just keep on learning, learning, learning. He just started a class at uh, a digital marketing class at Northwestern University. Kellogg School of Business, and I just tell them you just got to just keep on learning, you know, and keep on meeting people, and that's how you're going to continue to grow. But you can't become complacent. You got you have to keep on growing. You have to keep on developing products. You have to keep on developing channels, um, uh, marketing channels, whatever it may be. You just have to keep going. Yeah, know? yeah, great point. Well, Joe, this has been, has been a great interview. I think it's really. You just shared some great insights for our audience. Is there anything I didn't ask that you think would be helpful? How did you handle your tough times? Yeah. Okay. Great question. You know, because there's going to be tough times. Yeah. Right. And you're going to sit there and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, you know, you're going to get evenings and, 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 and nights and mornings. You're going to sit there and think to yourself, what am I doing? What am I, what have I done here? Oh God, there's been, there's been times, but you just have to believe in yourself, believe in your product and keep the naysayers away from you. Right. And just surround yourself with people that believe in your product as well. I had, I had some guys that I believed in my product so much, my, like my attorney, like the, like Aunt Tony Shiro does all my designs, guys, 75 years old. I just, when I was going through tough times, I go, Tony, let's go for lunch. Let's go for breakfast. I was having breakfast with him almost every day, you know, um, but just keep, just believe in yourself, believe in your product, keep working hard and you'll get through it. There's, there's no question. You'll get through it. Yeah. And as an inventor, if you're looking for naysayers, those are easy to find <laughs> no matter how good your product is, but finding that supportive group behind you, your, you know, your friends and family are key to that, of course, but, you know, growing the, the number of people around you that really are supportive and can, can help in, in hard times is, can be a big driver of support for sure. So I, I definitely encourage our audience, please go check out Joe's product at myflipfork.com. The URL is in the show notes. If you're driving, go check it out later. And actually he's provided a discount code. So anybody who enters in the discount code harvest growth, wall one word, all lowercase as usual, you'll get a 20% discount, which is very generous on this, on this great product. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes we've recorded. And if you like this episode, you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review at iTunes or Google Play. Thanks again, Joe. Thank you, John. Have a good one.